0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this iteration of Faster Than a Stand-Up. I'm Brent Lamott. Joining me today on the last of our change management series, you've heard them all. You've been enthralled by their conversation topics. I've got my good friends, Amy Collins, Dustin Wilson, Michael Graves, and Aaron Nines. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. There we go. So this time we're going to have a conversation and it's a perfect way to finish, I think, this series is to talk through... The fatigue of change, because we're at episode seven. I think we're a little tired of talking about it. So. This time, Amy, I'm not starting with you. Mm-hmm. Aaron, Good deal. walk me through your thoughts on change fatigue.
1: So um, I want to start by saying it is real um people can only take so much and they can only care so much uh so i think that we have to be aware of it in our lives and our uh, work environments um and that said i think that change management becomes even more important in those cases that people are fatigued so
2: i think i'd start with that
0: right on and
2: i will add on to that is that people are going to be in various phases of change fatigue. And, and so change management is a great part to take into consideration where those people are and to meet them at that people level with that fatigue. Someone may be excited about one thing being a change and then another person could be like, I don't ever want that change ever in my life. Right. So that change management, really needs to bring both those people to the table to accept and to understand that what that change is and where they are in that fatigue.
0: Fantastic. Dustin.
3: Uh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's good change or bad change. If it's something new, then it's requiring a higher level of thinking. And that's going to consume some of your energy. It's going to take more effort for you to do regular things. So um, it's important that as an organization and leadership that you're cognizant of where your people are and change management helps to sort of, I guess, manage that change in a way that is less burdensome for for the team so they can still work effectively at their job, you know, and deal with real problems and then bring in this change in a pace where they're able to learn and catch up and it doesn't have as big of an impact on their day-to-day lives.
4: Okay, Amy. So I agree with everything that everybody said. I think as as change managers, we really need to, um, as we're investigating, right, what teams are impacted by the change that we also keep in mind or learn how many things they're dealing with at the same time. Right. Right. And I keep saying right, and I apologize for that. <laughs> But it's it, as Aaron started out. It is real. Change fatigue is real. We need to be paying attention to that. We need to do. We need to do everything we can to lighten the burden of the people that are actually making the change. And realize that productivity is going to sink the more change is happening to an individual, an individual or a team. So we need to make sure that we're focused on knowing all of those moving parts. And equip our managers with how they can help their teams or the managers of managers help those teams to get through what they need to do and maybe prioritize which changes they should be focusing on first or or giving the most attention to, right? And sort of trying to make it less painful. If we do change management right, the changes shouldn't be just like chaos, Right. Provided we do change management properly. Um, So change management will let you do more changes at the same time. But it's totally something we absolutely have to pay attention to because change is always there and we need to be aware of it.
0: Well, and I want to loop back to something that Aaron talked about in the beginning where it's everybody's got change going on in their lives. I mean, one of the things that Mm -hmm. we talked about just as an icebreaker between the five of us before we started was what's going on in our lives and where there are some changes happening. And it was interesting in that I was thinking through that in with all of the changes that happen on a day-to-day basis, be it internal to yourself, internal to your family, internal to you know your friends, external to the world, all of these things go on. And the fact that you there comes a point where you're like, enough. Mm-hmm. Right now, we can't actually stop the world. We can't stop all of these other things, but at least we can ask for a little bit of assistance. And I think that's where all of this ties in together. Well, it's and interesting for, you
3: said that. I was yeah. thinking about that also. Like, well, I mean, take a take a large org for example. It's like, well, we can't control all the changes that are happening in the organization around you, let alone in everyone's lives. But we can be aware of the people that we're impacting and we can control what we are doing right so if we're managing a change on one project we should make that change be the least negatively impactful to the people that are involved as possible so that you know, they may be dealing with other things, but they would hopefully say, well, you know, I don't have to worry about that one because I know what's going on. I know what's in it for me. I know what I need to do so I can just do that. And then I can actually worry about these other things, right? So we can control what we can control and we should.
0: Well, and it's also the part about making sure that, something that Amy talked about in the working with line managers or manager of managers to try to get them to understand how that change impacts. And they also have to manage in their own individual changes on top of all of that. So it's just making sure that it's being aware. Awareness I think is probably the key part of all of this. So we, when we go through the awareness piece and we talk through what it would be for say, managers, line managers, managers of managers, what is one piece of advice that you would want to give that person? And I'm going to not do Aaron first. I'm going to go with Michael first. And Michael's doing the, Oh God,
4: really? Okay. Right. So may yeah. I just clarify for a second, Please. Brent, of that course. you are asking us what advice we would give the line managers and the managers of managers of how to, Sort of guide their teams through the change?
0: Absolutely.
4: Okay. Just want to make sure I understood. So yeah, have at good. it, Michael. All good.
2: Yeah. I think we've said it previously in our chats is that to be have that honesty and empathy say, you know, here's what I know to be the change. Here's, or, you know, I don't know it enough, but I will go and do, you know, it's to have that honesty and openness with, because they are the first line of defense for that change, right? The, as a manager, I, you know, that's the first person I go to, right? Like the, my manager is the one that I want to talk to and understand if they are empathy and say, you know, I don't know, or I do know, and here's where I see the change. That's my advice It's just have that empathy and honesty and yeah, do your best to try to understand the change and what it means for your for that individual as well as for you. I know it okay. can be difficult as well. Awesome. Dustin, thoughts?
3: Uh, yeah, similar to what Michael was saying would be to have feedback loops established and feedback channels established and if need be then increase the frequency but these should be well known already and um well used feedback loops right there needs sure. to be two-way communication and it needs to always be uh, a pathway available to the the folks who have questions to their their leadership and they need to feel comfortable Right, that they can be honest with them, and it's not gonna, you know, come back and be detrimental to them. Right, so I guess yeah. that's what went through my mind. Awesome,
0: Aaron.
1: One thing that I have learned in my seasoned uh, career is to never assume that leaders know about something uh, that's going on or that's underlying or somebody's personal situation like everybody just assumes they know everything and they still do the wrong thing or they still do the thing that makes them mad right well right. i have learned um that 9 times out of 10 they just didn't know um so the best thing that i think we can do for leaders of leaders is to help them have that understanding um and be their advocate and get them information in the channels that we do have available
4: Right on. Amy. So Aaron just, I think, read my mind a little bit there that um, we need to make sure, and it, it just recently had a huge example of failure to do this, that we inform or educate or, you know, Make the managers and the managers of managers aware of a change that's coming, allow them to ask their questions, get that feedback loop going right prior to announcing it to the masses so that they are comfortable in what needs to be done, like everything that's already been said. But paying attention to that, um, giving them the opportunity to sort of wrap their own brains around it before they have to coach their teams through a change, can make or break the change. In my experience, I've gone through changes that were massive, right, could be perceived negatively, all of that stuff in in my career that's happened more than once, and everybody was learning about it at the same time. So yeah. managers, managers of managers were hearing the same information, which was not well planned and well shared, right? Well right. distributed at the same time as the front line, and so it it in those cases has had caused massive upheaval, hugely impacting productivity, all the rest of that stuff. So my advice to managers and managers of managers is, if you get wind of a change, start pressing to get as much information as you can ahead of time so that you are equipped to support your teams.
0: That's perfect, right? I mean, try to get ahead of it if you can. Mm -hmm. So uh, before we wrap all of this up, I want to first off thank someone who had listened to the first episode and had said to me in a separate meeting completely, they reached out and said, Hey, Hey, if you're going to talk about change management, can you talk about the fatigue of change? And so, shout out there. Mm-hmm. And also, a reminder to anyone if you have topics, you know, we always tell you at the end how to reach out. Please do because we actually listen. <laughs> so, uh, before we wrap this all up, I want to ask everyone is there one thing that you don't think we've covered that you think we should cover in? the small time we have left. I'll start with Dustin. No. <laughs> Succinct, I like it. <laughs> Aaron.
1: I've said it before, but I think it is very much worth repeating in that every bit of work you can do around change management is helpful. If you only have a little bit of time, you only can craft a couple emails or do an advocacy map or whatever that is. Um, it will help. So don't think you have to do something huge and have a whole stream of work, um, but do what you can um, and always be cognizant of it as you uh, walk through your work. Awesome,
0: Michael.
2: I think I'm along the same lines of Aaron. Is that it doesn't have to be a giant change management effort to implement a change. Try to take bits and pieces and be agile, build it into your backlog, take a small piece, see how it works. Really, really think of that iterative mindset. And if you can just take a small piece and make it better, it makes it, it has the momentum to build on itself.
0: Right. Be transparent, inspect, adapt, all of those things. Amy, the
4: last word. The last word. Um, so my my thought sort of goes along with everyone else's, but um, when you are thinking about change management and incorporating it into a project, it doesn't have to, like it can start small, right? And as you get more comfortable doing a few steps, then that becomes easier and you can start to build on that. So so along those same lines as Aaron, whatever you can do is great, But keep doing it in all of the projects and then build on that on that um, skill as you go through the rest of your career. Perfect.
0: That's a great place to end. So thank you all for joining me for the series. Uh, I think we'll just say, be mindful of any change going on in your world. Until the next iteration, I'm Brent. I'm Amy. I'm Dustin.
4: I'm Aaron. I'm
2: Michael.
0: Until the next iteration, you can give us a five-star rating at your podcast provider. Shoot us an email at info at faster than a or you can find us on Twitter at Faster Stand-Up. Thanks for listening. And that was Faster Than Stand-Up. <laughs> the opinions on this podcast are solely those of the participants and not of their employers.